Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's up, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God, and that, of course, is Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well, Gerard. How you doing? I'm good. You know, people have been asking, like, Where's heart to heart? Like, what's going on, guys? So, hey, you know what? Yeah, we took a break, the holidays and all these kinds of things. But 2019 is here, and you all have been waiting for conversation, and uh, certainly we have conversation. By the way, I don't even know if you realize this. People may or may not realize this, but we are literally hitting the two-year anniversary of the podcast this week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks to everybody who has tuned in and downloaded and shared this with a friend. It has been an absolutely amazing journey. And we've got more fun to discuss. And, well, some of it may be fun, some of it may be not fun. But, you know, this is what we do here. So I've been waiting for this conversation. And uh, I'm sure the people have as well. And we're going to sound off and wherever it goes, it goes. But uh, one of the big uh, items for 2019 has been this uh, lifetime special called Surviving R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a six-part documentary that really talked a lot about um, the misgivings of R. Kelly, some of the challenges that have happened relative to his treatment of women throughout his 30-plus year career. And uh, it's resulted in a lot of conversation relative to the Me Too movement, the treatment of African-American girls. Uh, R. Kelly has said he's innocent, and yet uh, a lot of people are pulling away from R. Kelly. Most recently, his record label Sony has dropped him. So a lot of people are having conversation about R. Kelly, and uh, they're asking themselves, you know, can I give up R. Kelly's music? We saw an interesting trend where uh, streams and sales of R. Kelly's music skyrocketed actually during this instead of decreasing. Uh, lots to talk about. Let's first talk about your impressions uh, from the documentary Surviving R. Kelly. Well, you know, when I first saw, you know, first of all, this story is is kind of uh, resurging. Yes. Because remember, it hit what? What year was it? 2000? 2002? It did, yeah. It hit back then. Sure. Um, and so um, when I, the problem, I think, for many of us is that when we first heard of it, we were horrified, but we weren't um, intrigued. Right. In, in other words, um, there was so much weirdness going on in the world at the time that it was just another weird story. I remember years ago with the uh, Alea story, um, we were like, he married a kid, you know, and we were kind of freaked out by it. But but the, the uh, law enforcement and the world in general, they kind of took it in stride. So we kind of took it in stride. Right. And I think someone was waiting for the other person to do something or to say something about it. And it never really came. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, I think, the problem now is that um, uh, we sat back and we watched it, and, and I think it may have given him the impression that it was kind of, you know, uh, they'd get used to it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, when this, when it came out this time, the, the documentary did something for me in that it put everything in perspective and it gave the backstory, the details. Right. Uh, it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to say it. We both have daughters, and so it's kind of I like. Got- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it was a, a a weird weird feeling. So, firstly, let me ask you this: What do you think should be our response to what we saw? I think I think the first thing is is that it's good to, that we looked at it in R. Kelly's life, but the reality is that is happening in in uh, situations that are close to us. Yes, and I think we have to start there by saying, um, okay. What do I have in place to protect my daughters or my right. sons, for that matter? Right. Uh, um, because this is a very real issue. And, and I believe, you know, when you go back and somewhere in the documentary, you had to have seen that he was, I think, I think it was his brother in jail or someone was saying that he may have been or more like most likely had been molested. Right. And so this thing uh, perpetuates itself where the, violate, the violated becomes the violator mm-hmm. later on. And so what I think needs to happen in that is that is that we need to kind of make sure um, my kids are grown. And so um, uh, I asked, I had a situation some years ago where I had actually a ministry worker uh, that that not he wasn't a, 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 a pedophile, so to speak, but he was a, a we found out that he was into some relationships that were in, inappropriate. And so I had to ask my children, hey, what happened? Did anything happen? They said not at all. And so I think that's going to be an ongoing conversation, parents protecting uh, or preparing their kids and and by preparing them, protecting them from would-be uh, aggressors, violators, what have you, especially people who are close or family members or people who are well-respected. Or, or, or We have to be careful for that Yeah. because because the, the children are, um, uh, you know, even R. Kelly back in the day would call himself the Pied Piper. Right, and if you know that story, you know what it, what that is. He was kind of telling on himself, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I think our our response should be is to um to go back and look at our systems that we have in place and make sure that we're not letting our children down by exposing them to our friends who may be violators. You know, it's funny as you mentioned this. It it gives me an interesting thought. Uh, without giving a lot of details, I remember a scenario happened when I was in college, uh, and it happened involving uh, one of my family members that I found out had been um, abused, and they had been abused by someone in the church that we all knew and trusted. Uh, and I found out that apparently, you know, this family member wasn't the only one, but apparently there were young boys, uh, all up and down the Eastern seaboard who had been, um, impacted by this person's abuse. So the parents got together, uh, they filed the lawsuit, uh, the person ended up doing, uh, some time and yet the pastor of our church said hey you know what this is his church too I'm not going to prevent him from coming even right. though there were members in the church that had been abused by this person and there were the parents of those people 
uh, were serving in the same said church. Hmm. I mention all of that because for whatever reason, a lot of us in our African-American communities find scapegoats and ways not to hold people responsible or accountable for this type of activity. Why do you think that is? I think uh, it's a messy situation. It's a messy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, are, by the time a story like that comes out, um, you have to kind of reconcile your feelings of who you thought the person was sure. and who the person actually proves to be or actually is. The reality is, is and this is you know, it's so um, it's such a legal topic and such a psychological topic um, that uh, I believe that therapists could better speak to this. But I will make my sp- from I say this from a spiritual standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes people aren't ready to divorce themselves from the the person that they knew, mm-hmm. and 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 the person that you knew, if they if they are violated, then they need help. And and it's ha- number one, I believe that uh, uh, because of the legal penalty that attaches itself to a situation like that, um, some people don't want to expose the violator. But the reality is, if they're violated, if there's a violator, they're violated. Right. I believe that um um. The people closest to the violators should get involved, and, and um, they need help. Mm-hmm. They, they need counseling. In some cases, they, they, they need to be prosecuted. Right. You know, I don't want to go, go into all that, but as from a spiritual standpoint, I'll say this. Um, if it happens in a church, I think what the pastor should do is that they bring the parties in. It is a law enforcement issue. Mm-hmm. Even if there's forgiveness, even if there is, it's a law enforcement issue. Right. And I think what has to happen is, is you have to decide on what level um, the violation occurred. Did it, did it happen? Was it a widespread community issue, like a church community? Was it a family? Was it a few people? Was it a lot of people? Is there, is there a trail of, of body bags? Mm-hmm. Now, all this comes into play. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, uh, we have to be able to reconcile within ourselves that we didn't do anything wrong by by saying, "Hey, what this person did was wrong." Did that, mm. Does that make sense? I got it. I got yeah, it. I'm saying because because I'm, I think what happens is we we feel like you, like you say in the situation where a person says, "Well, I can't put them at the church; it's their church too." Well, if the person is repentant, that's one thing. But let's say they're not repentant. Right. Let Let's say, and how do how do I know if they're repentant? Well, the question is, will they admit it? Mm. If they if they can't listen, if you can't face it, you can't fix it. Right. And so. If they're in denial about it, um, that means that spirit is given given a private place to hide out and and, and build strength, yeah. and and strategize and look and and it may not be always uh, on the prowl because you're strong. But what happens when you get weak? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and then the the the, uh, the question becomes: Is it um, uh, is there is it a problem for is it a danger? Um. For the for the kids or for or for the people around now, there's so much to unpack about this, Gerard. It yeah. is such a legal and um, psychological uh, uh, topic. But I want to say this. I want to say this. When I when I watched the story of R. Kelly, this this really hit me. Mm-hmm. What hit me about it was that um, the I believe that the parents of the girls were complicit. Yeah. Because it was greed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. speak to that for a second. It was greed, and it, um, they felt like. Um, you know, when I was in uh, in the music industry early on, before I became a believer, um, it was known that um, they used to say you have to you have to pay the price. That, that um, you have to pay your dues. Wow. And for some women and some men, for they, they felt like paying your dues was allowing people to just 
use and abuse you. And sometimes it wasn't always sexual. Sometimes they have you doing uh, gigs and, and doing different things for free. Wow. And so um, that was a part of it. You have to pay your dues. You have to, you have to uh, uh, play to certain circuits and, and, and kiss up to certain people. Uh, uh, and I think those, those parents were thinking, and, and, and forgive me for being blatant, but some were thinking, man, my daughter's out there being loose anyway, so might as well, you know, if she's wow. going to be loose, might as well be loose with somebody that's going to uh, benefit her, her livelihood or future and her career. To me, some of those parents sold their, ch- their children out. The only reason we know this story is because there was another contingency of parents um, who didn't sign on for that. Their thing was like, man, I thought I was helping my daughter get a break. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know she was going to be abused. I didn't know she was going to be in this situation. Right. Um, uh, th- this, this story is deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- there's a lot of, of depth to it, and uh, what's interesting to me is to also watch, and this is probably a sy- systemic of the culture too, to watch how on one hand there's obviously a lot of support going to the girls, and then there's another hand that's looking to try to debunk what these girls are saying. What do we say to that? Because that this isn't the only case that that's happened, and it's happened uh, in the Bill Cosby case where people, you know, said that hey, you know what, they're just going after him because he's black and it's a conspiracy and he's powerful and he was going to buy NBC and they were trying to take him down and and all those types of things. Why do we so quickly jump to the defense sometimes of the people who appear to be perpetrators? I think because again, it's, it's we have built within our, our own um, psyche or our, our own reality uh, an, a, 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 an idea of who these people are. Okay. Um, I mean, most in most situations they're gifted. In most situations they're friendly. Um, in, in a lot of situations, men they, they're family. They, they're, they're you know, and and to see them in another light is difficult, especially in a light that we may mean that they're some type of monster or or they they should be an inmate. Sure. And that's difficult. And so and so it happens all the time. You know, it's interesting that pastors are well designed to deal with this because from time to time, I mean, like for, for myself, um, I realize that people people introduce themselves to me and I will know them for who they want me to know them as. Right. But as time, as time goes, I, I will have to deal with the reality that they have secrets and they have another side to them. And the Lord has trained us as pastors. That's one thing about the fivefold ministry. We, we all have different emphasis. And there are people who will say, well, I want my pastor to be a prophet. Or I want my pastor to be this. But let me tell you what's powerful about a pastor. A pastor has, when a prophet has the gift of seeing the future, a pastor has the gift of, of supernatural love. Mm. So we could see a person's um, ugly side and still love them at, while dealing with the side of them that is detrimental to themselves and to others. Yeah. And so I, I really think that um, it's for, for the average person, we don't want to see a person as who, uh, who they really are because then it puts us in crisis. Wow. The crisis is not only that this person is who they are, but the, the now I, have to, I have to grieve the loss of who I thought they were. And so, and so, and in Bill Cosby's case, man, I, I want to see him as, as uh, Heath Huxtable, or, right. or even for me, it goes beyond that. The stand-up comedian that was clean, right, right, and that was that was family friendly. It was easy to deal with, and and the, he supported um, um, HBCUs, and he was just the guy that we looked up to. Our community needed him, and to know that he had this other side to him, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I could say a lot about his situation, but he fit into a culture that was a culture back then. That culture was real. He wasn't the only right. person doing that crap. They all were doing it because they had money and because right. they had status. Right. 
But to, but to know that he, that he didn't always have, and, I, and it could be that he changed later on, I don't know. But to know that he had a part of him that was, that, that was violating people, it's hard for us to deal with. And sometimes we'll say, well, we become defenders based on the fact that we don't want to deal with the pain or the loss of the person we thought they were. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. Yeah. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's really good. That's that's really good. And, and we've been forced to, I think, over the last year and change, have to deal with that with some of the people that we have held dear over time, whether it's R. Kelly or Bill Cosby or Kevin Spacey or, in my case, Hulk Hogan, you know, like all these people who we thought were one way that we see – for lack of a better term, their humanity and their flaws, and we realize that they're not necessarily who we thought they were. Uh, so, so then, what do we do with that? Is it the right thing to say, "Hey, you know what? We're no longer supporting R. Kelly's music, or we're no longer supporting, you know, Bill Cosby's uh, ventures"? Or how do we handle that? Because there are people who are on both sides. There are some who say. I can separate the art from the artist. There are others who say the art is a direct reflection of the artist. How should we approach this? Because I've seen people say, if you're listening to R. Kelly and you support his music or whatever, I'm deleting you. I'm, you know, all these types of things. Where should we all stand on that? I think we have to do it on a case-by-case basis, and here's why. You can't look at Bill Cosby's body of work and say it's a derivative of his uh, perversion. Truth, right? So, so that's that's you know that's a that's a moot point. That. That's a moot point. But when you look at R. Kelly as a pastor who counsels this, I see different sides of this. Okay. There are parts when you listen to his body of work, his complete body of work, 
You see there are times when he's celebrating his perversion, and other times he seems to be fighting to escape it. Right. And and so um, when you look at the songs like I Believe I Can Fly, and then he did this, the song with Celine Dion, I'm Your Angel. There are mm-hmm. other songs where you could see he's, he's appealing to his, his, um, his better nature. He's, he's trying to escape this, this um, base, perverted um, Robert that he was. And, and, um, and then at the same time, he's wrestling with the demons. You have to understand, if a person was molested, then, then they were, their trauma is what... Uh, uh, one therapist, I have a, a therapist, and, and one day I'm going to bring her on here um, to do this podcast with us, Gerard, because I want to speak to some of these issues with, with a, a, a licensed therapist, and she, she blew my mind. She said, she was telling me when, uh, when, a, when a person is a victim, and they lose the innocence or they lose something to a violator, it's a loss of power. And so sometimes the psychology of a person who was violated and then becomes a violator is that they're trying to actually gain their power back by inflicting upon others what was inflicted upon them. Wow. And so and so when I listen to R. Kelly's music, I mean, some of his songs, um, some of the songs he's actually telling on himself. It's like he's trying to out, subconsciously trying to out himself. In other songs, he's just celebrating the fact that he is perverted. But there, there's a, a, a piece of his work, there's some of the songs that he's written, where he's, it's almost like he's trying to pay penance. He's trying to do penance before the Lord. And he's trying to be accepted by God or using his gift to kind of as, as, a, as a burnt offering, so to speak, to God or, or to others saying, I, I, I'm trying to make, my, uh, make right. And so for the people who say, well, I, I listen to his music, uh, I don't care what he did. My question to them is, which of his music are you listening to? Because if you're listening to the music that celebrates um, the violation of victims, then you're wrong. Mm. But if you're, if you're listening to music that, were, that came from his better nature, then, then I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, people say, well, we just want we don't want him to have a living. Man, you know, the, the reality is until the, the, the legal system does something with him, he has to make a living. He has to eat. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm not, and it's not my concern, it's not your concern, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I will not tell people don't buy his music. I won't, I won't buy it. I, but it's, I didn't just start not buying his music. Right. I started back then when the P tape came out. <laughs> right. No, that's true. Because I didn't know if it was a minor or whatever, but I just knew it was weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm it's, like, dude, it's you're weird. peeing on people. What you gonna, what do you call a yellow? What is something? A shower? I mean, yeah, the, a, a golden a, shower? Right. Like what? It's creepy. I mean, who does that anyway? <laughs> yeah. No. No. You're you're exactly right. And I think, you know, you you raise a great point to it. You know, there like for me, and and I've had discussions with people who have a very hard time divorcing themselves from anything R. Kelly has written, and. It's not as hard for me because I didn't have as much of a connection to right. his music. So, you know, for things like that, it's hard or not as hard. But then you look at, for instance, about Cosby, you know, and and kind of coming to grips with, you know, what he has done. And again, in going back and watching the Cosby show, you don't see elements of that in right. his show. So for me to your point that's why it's a little easier to say I can keep his body of work because when I watch it I don't see, you know, the, him doing this as opposed to I, I remember the revelation I had about trapped in the closet thinking, "Wow, you know what? This guy, I mean, he can write a story out of anything." And I'm just like, he's got like 33 chapters of this. This is amazing. And right. then you watch the documentary and you go, <laughs> "Wait a minute." That's what trapped in the closet meant. Like, wow, you know. And so, it's a it's a scary moment. So here's a, a an, an even more important question because 
part of the reason that a lot of this went on as long as it did is because I don't think our culture uh, had our antennas up relative right. to just outrageous behavior. For instance, why is a celebrity hanging out at a high school on a regular basis? Like that's not normal, you know? Um, but people have ignored signs. So here's my question. What can we as a community begin to do to really keep our radars up relative to questionable behavior surrounding our children and anyone, be they celebrity or not? Um, re rephrase that question. Let me see. I think I can answer it better. Um, okay. L let me put it this way. So there were a lot of warning signs relative to this type of behavior that were clearly missed. Right. Um, by those of us in the community. I mean, there's one uh, testimonial of a young lady who uh, apparently maybe R. Kelly tried some things with, but she was kind of an adult. And then she introduced her niece to R. Kelly and the girl uh, ended up being the girl on that whole tape. Right. You know, there were some clear signs that have been out there for our community to see that we ignored for right. a number of reasons. And some of it, I think, was because we didn't have language to put behind it. We didn't understand child uh, sex trafficking and all those types of things. Right. So nowadays in this Me Too era, what are some warning signs or some ways that we can, you know, stay aware and look out for our children and to notice these kinds of signs if somebody is doing a similar type of thing in our world? Well, you know, I'll say this. Uh, it starts with the family. Most people, most kids are, are molested or violated by people close to them. Right. So we begin by our immediate surroundings. Who do we have around us? Get to know the people that surround you better. And, and if it looks like a duck, yeah. and it, it, you know, it, it, if it quacks and walks like a duck, then the joke Aaron Lindsay and I used to say, Aflac, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like, it, it's like I think that um, we have to begin by having protection in place and then having a conversation with our children so they could tell us, they could, they could feel comfortable telling us when something is wrong, something is off. And, and then pay attention. If your kids don't, if your kids say, I know I don't want to go stay with that person, man, there's something there. Right. And even if it's, the person isn't doing anything to them, man, trust your kid's heart. Yeah. You know, um, I really believe also that, that uh, we have this, this thing in black families where, because there was so much craziness in our families mm -hmm. that when things come up, they hit so close to home, we, we go mute immediately. Right. Because right. because we, we it's close to home. And when my, they're thinking my family went through that same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and we don't want to be a part of the story. We, 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 we watch the story, we'll comment on it, but we don't want to be a part of it. Right. Um, in, in, in the church world, what they made us do is every person that comes to work at NCC that will have any direct contact with children must undergo a, a federal background check. I had some oh, elders great. become very offended with that some years ago. And I listen, I'm just doing what the government told me to do. But the right. fact that you have a problem going through a background check, then that, that's to me, my antennas go up. Right. Right. I mean, even if something comes up that you may have went to jail or, or you had some a, a running with the law, you may be a felon, whatever. Man, at least it's, I want it to come clear that you don't mess with children. Right, right, right. You know? Right. Uh, and, and so there's that. And so I think that another thing, too, is is that when these things come up, like like the R. Kelly situations and the different things, 
Um, we need to. I, I think you know. I, I think sometimes we could be really, really um, uh, bipolar in our responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think. I think there's a there's a mature way to look at this thing and say, you know, that that's that's horrible. This person is, is has done a horrible thing. Um, we need to get the victim some help, mm-hmm. and this guy needs to be brought to justice. But but brought to justice, yes. But but. Let's, and in their story, let's get them some help too. Right. I'm not saying to empathize with them. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying to to uh, um to put them on equal footing or equal billing with the victims. But you have to understand something. A lot of the people who are acting out this foolishness, something happened to them. Right. right. Something happened to them. And I will listen. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I am grateful, man. That that I did not have that experience. I can't relate to someone. I hear people all the time saying they've been molested. Man, my, I didn't. I guess I guess when I was, <laughs> people knew my dad was crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and 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 he kept he kept guns and, and he didn't play about his kids. But you catch sure. a bullet, man. He, yeah. My father, my father would shoot at you and lie. He was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I saw him do it. He was he bust some cap at some people. He missed them. Wow. When the police came and he fell out, just lied. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't fire no shots. Wow. But I think I think that we have to be we, and we have to stop um, farming out the raising of our kids to to friends and relatives and televisions and and Netflix and and yes, uh, um, you know, um, video games. We have to really be there. For yeah. our children, and and to, and really, you know, uh, just be there, make sure that they're being protected, right? From the, from um whatever is out there, there are a lot of monsters out there, mm-hmm. and from a spiritual standpoint, man, we have to understand in the church, you know, uh, the, the the church is the is the pillar and ground of the truth. That's what Paul said in his writings. Right. Our job is to we don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Deliverance deliverance is real. Yes, and and by the time most people come to our churches, they have been molested or they have been violators, right. and we have to speak to this. We have to we have to speak to repentance and 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 the, the spiritual side of God coming in and dealing with the part of you that's been trashed and and damaged from your past and the things you allow yourself to get into. Yeah, you know, uh, and I want to say, Gerard, uh, while we're on the topic, but man, uh, and we talk about men molesting. Uh, little girls or, or even men molesting other boys, but we don't talk about the fact that they're grown women molesting young boys. True. Very true. This is a reality that's happening, men, and it's and the, and the difference in a, 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 a male psyche is that young boys, I mean, they're glad. I mean, yeah, I mean, she grown and she gave it to me, and they don't understand right. that that's a trauma. That's be, if, if you're introduced to sexuality before you are mature enough to, um, to um, manage it, it's going to damage you. True. Very it's it's gonna, it, it literally turns you into someone and something else. And so these are things, these are conversations I think need to be had in the church. They need to be ministered to. There's scriptural, there's Bible that addresses this kind of stuff. This, wow. this is, these are works of the flesh. The, yeah. uh, some of it has gotten past the flesh into the realm of the demonic. Hmm. Where Satan, where Satan is, is uh, um, we don't talk about how to handle addictions and destructive addictions. There's people out there, there are whole teachings by, by um, Christian psychologists. Yeah. Um, Dr. Um, Henry Cloud has a great teaching on, on um, I think it's called Changes That Heal, where okay. a part of it where he talks about addictions and, 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 um, and for example, pornography. Mm-hmm. Talk about how to, how to escape pornography and, and how the, the uh, uh, biblical teaching of, of law and grace, how it fits into people uh, escaping uh, addictions that, that damage you and, and cause you to become monsters. Wow. Uh, uh, putting uh, 
or sexuality between you and God and, and just a whole myriad. We, the church needs to become very, very uh, uh, involved in teaching this. And I'm a, I'll be honest with you, there are too many pastors and pulpits who want to shout people and get them dancing and hype them up and have these pep rallies when people need help. Right. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't shout off or dance off perversion. Right. You need the word of God. You need the Holy Spirit. You need hands laid. You need, uh, you, and not not either or. You need all of the above. Yeah. There needs to be a yeah. regiment of deliverance ministered to people so they can get free of this foolishness. Because, man, the people whose lives have been touched by this, barring the hand of God upon them, man, they, they messed up for life. Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're exactly right. And I think it does get into you know these types of issues i think what happens and this this may be you know as we look at our society this may be the uh telltale sign that there really is something wrong i think you know me too movement and speaking up for those who have been disenfranchised is absolutely necessary but the job of us as believers is we also have to remember all of the victims and the perpetrator at times is a victim themselves right when they have gone through you know incredible trauma and so should they you know face the law and the penalty from the law certainly but at the same time you know if there's no rehabilitation available for them which really is needed by way of the church and the things that god does for people and the process to continue to walk it out um, then when they get out of jail, if they get out of jail, they'll just repeat the same type of behavior if they're right. not already doing it in jail. Right. And, 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 and then let's talk about this. Let's talk about them becoming inmates, because mm -hmm. once once people find out what they what they're in for, they're going to be violated again. Absolutely. And then and then if they do get out like you, right, they'll come out and then now they'll violate or, or they'll be training or, 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 or grooming people for violation. Right. Right. So, right. I, I think I think one of the things that we as believers have to do, and this is a tough point for some people, is, yes, we have to, you know, absolutely support those who have been violated. But we cannot forget to pray for the healing of the violators. Yes. Because if the violators don't get healed, then again, like we said, they're only going to continue this behavior and it'll get worse. And so my hope and prayer is that. You know, we can learn as a society that you can support the victim and pray for the perpetrator at the same time without any of your morality being questioned. And I Correct. think we've gotten, we've gotten to a point in society where it's all or nothing like you're. Yeah all the way for the the you know the victims but if you mention an ounce of support or support in any way of a perpetrator then you are banished to right. wherever you're banished to let, let me ask you this question did you see the thing where erica badu apparently at a concert mm -hmm. made reference to it and she said she was praying for r kelly because uh, he, he needs to get right and um, but she's praying for it. Man, people on social media and Twitter went crazy. Uh, they they went after her for just for saying she's praying for him. They did. They did. Man, so, and I so, think that's crazy. Well, you know, Jesus Jesus ate with publicans and sinners. 
Sinners. Yes. Sin what kind of sinners? The Bible, if you read the scripture, the Bible says these were like, these were gross sinners. So what mm. what did they do? What, do we, what does a person do to be called a gross sinner? And the, see, the, what we miss is Jesus died for everybody. I'm not, yes. listen, I'm in no way advocating for any, any uh, person who violates others. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, the, people are going to be freaked out when you get to heaven. There are people who went to jail as God breaking the cycle in their life so he could reach them. Right. Man, a lot, there are a lot of people on death row right now who murdered uh, uh, people and families or whatever. Man, you gonna, they're going to be in heaven. Right, right. The, the thief and, and on it, the cross, the thief on the cross <laughs> violated people and he went to heaven first. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. It's interesting. I think heaven will have, well, already does have a history of ex-criminals yeah i mean we think about paul who wrote the bulk of the new testament whose whole claim to fame was killing people he persecuted christians he made yep. sure they had a very hard time yeah you know and we in our modern day uh society would never have considered him qualified to be used by god let alone to turn around and write books yeah what <laughs> No way. So I, I think for all of us, in terms of surviving R. Kelly and whoever else may be, because there are other names and things that we could mention relative to this. Uh, well, you know what? I was going to avoid this, but I should ask this. You know, Sony dropped R. Kelly, which I thought was kind of brave. And some people said was too late, but they did nonetheless why do and again it doesn't happen a whole lot in black culture we see in caucasian culture they'll strip you of awards they'll take your tv series away as we saw with kevin spacey and roseanne barr but in black entertainment not so much why won't other labels and entities be as brave as sony was with r kelly I don't think it's, well, I think it's, it is bravery on Sony's part dealing with R. Kelly, but I think when you start looking at, um, there's certain uh, uh, parts of the entertainment business or the, whatever the person is into that, that just see it a different way. And then, and who knows, some gotcha. of the people in charge may have their own skeletons in the closet. Wow. And they don't true. want to start sowing that kind of seed to unveil or to right. or, or reveal themselves. I don't know, right. but I, I do know this. I do know that everyone doesn't see the same. There are a lot of people who did the same things that Bill Cosby and some other people did, and they were, they, they're still beloved. Truth. True. They're still beloved. I mean, some of them have not even been prosecuted. They didn't right. even make a, whole, a full news cycle. Right. Right. So I, th I think there are a lot of factors in play. One is what's newsworthy. Another one is uh, who were these people before. Uh, another thing is who do these who do these people know? As we know about Bill Cosby, and this is for real, Bill Cosby's story became a thing because it had it's just, it's an old story, but it became a thing when he started trying to buy NBC. Mm. And so people mm. will, will hold stuff on you, knowing that knowing your your your, your dirt, and they don't mind that you're out there doing what you're doing or, 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 as long as uh, it doesn't affect them. And then when it's time for them to try to stop you from doing whatever it is that will affect you, then they use your dirt against you. So there's so much um, there's, there's so much fallen human nature wrapped up in this. Yeah, there really yeah. is. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. So I, I hope that this has in some way helped those of you who are listening. We want to hear what you think about what we had to say today. So certainly you can reach out to us uh, by way of social media and use the hashtag either heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two H-E-A-R-T. Or you can use on course as a hashtag as well on any of the social media platforms. And uh, we'd love to see and hear your comments as well. And certainly if you have something that you'd like for us to discuss, us, let us know in that uh, way as well. And uh, who knows, your topic could be a topic right here uh, in a future podcast episode. So with all that said, be sure to share this episode with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for hanging out with us and join us again next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.